All right, so we're here live at No Woods here on a Wednesday before we got a big match against Real Monarchs, and we got some of the, the Orange County Soccer Club supporters here live at No Woods with us. How are you guys, folks? Hopefully you can hear them out there, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to uh, talk about our previous match that we just had this last weekend against Fresno, and we will also look ahead to a tough match this evening, hopefully not too tough for the home team, right? Uh, so we're going to go and get into this. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. As we are underway from the Champion Soccer Stadium. First time into the box. It's a great ball. And it bolts in. Oh, it's a world-class goal from Orange County. Chapo, Chapo will have a go off the deflection. And it finds its way in. Selmo shooting from the corner. And put it in. And there will be no second opportunity as Andre Rawls shuts it down. This ball finds the top left corner. And Orange County has struck again. Past Hashimoto, Segbert, shooting, scoring! Escalante sits on it. And Rawls somehow was ready. And I fight. And they fight over the top. And it down. It's in! Orange County equalizes. What a debut. Not only for the stadium, but for Sola Avalanche. Are you ready, Orange County? This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast and on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm with you each and every episode as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. And joining me like he does each and every episode, we've got Dylan from County Line Coalition. Dylan, how are things going for you today? They are good, and I see some of you here aren't being paid to be here. So uh, welcome, everyone. It's awesome when you get some fans out here, especially the ones that aren't being paid to come hang out with us here. For those of you listening on the live broadcast, if you are in the area in Irvine, come on down to Knollwoods. If you're heading on out to the stadium, come stop by, say hi to us, the fans that are here at Knollwoods, enjoying some food, some drinks, uh, and hang out with Dylan and myself. We also have someone on the phone, and hopefully we can bring her on correctly here. We've got uh, Alicia from Angels on Parade. Alicia, are you there? I'm here. How's everybody doing tonight? I don't know if you heard that reaction, Alicia, but it sounds like everyone's doing pretty good tonight. And we want to thank you for coming and joining us for this uh, recording of our podcast. Before we get into the mix of things, I want to remind everyone that the Angel, or sorry, the Angels, the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, we're part of the Beautiful Game Network, BGN.FM. You can find our podcast, plus a whole bunch of other podcasts that are USL-based. Uh, bgn.fm. You can follow them on Twitter at the BGNFM. And also you can find us on Alicia's uh, website, Angels on Parade. There's a lot of great coverage there for Orange County Soccer Club, uh, including links to our podcast. And feel free to head over to our website. If you're listening to live stream, uh, you would know where that is. If not, it's orangeandblacksoccercast.com. Uh, so we're gonna, what we're going to do is we're going to get into talking first really quickly about the Fresno match that happened this past weekend. Uh, we saw Orange County heading up north in California. Uh, Dylan went up there with the team uh, and Orange County faced Fresno. Dylan, give us a, just a quick, maybe one minute, if that, recap of uh, the experience, what it was like up there, how the field looked, all that great stuff. Well, let's say um, playing in baseball stadiums is never great. Um, and I know I said it on Sunday night, but I never thought that I would be able to compare our stadium and say that it's actually 
amazing, or our field, and that it's actually amazing, but Fresno um, really sets the bar really low for that. Um, part of the corners were, were sloped away, the grass was, was terrible, and on top of having a field that is maybe 100 by 30 or 40 uh, yards, it was, a, it was a bit of a mess, but what ended up happening wasn't, wasn't too bad. No, definitely, and uh, I know uh, there was a few of you that are here today we were here watching the match here at Knollwoods at the uh, official viewing party thrown by the club, and uh, we got to see some of that. The, the field just looked even horrible on the, the TV. Alicia, uh, I know you covering for Orange or for Angels on Parade. What did you see just as far as the field when you were looking at that match? Um, I mean, I didn't really notice it to the same extent that everybody who was there did, but it looked like the kind of game where both teams were kind of grinding things out, and I think that the service probably had something to do with that. Well, yeah, and, and you know, it was one of those matches, and, and I, I think I have to, uh, uh, you know, bite the bullet here. I think last week when Dylan, myself, and Chris Lefty Brown of Foxtrot Pod were talking about the match, I was, I guess, the negative one out of the group. Even Chris, who covers Fresno FC up there on Foxtrot Pod, he even predicted an OC victory. Dylan did. Unfortunately, I was stuck in saying that I thought it was going to be a draw for the match there. Uh, I know uh, that's probably not the popular decision on that, but I just, uh, I don't know if I was just nervous uh, heading into the match and the way Orange County had possibly been playing on some of these matches. Alicia, um, heading into that match last week, did you expect Orange County to be able to come out with a victory? Uh, I think that they've been playing really well, and you never want to count them out altogether, but I think that um, the way the game played out, it looked like, they were maybe not quite in the top gear the whole time, and I think that's pretty normal for a road game. But in the case of the um, matchup against Fresno, I think Fresno was really going for it. And I think in the end, the talent disparity really kind of won out, and Orange County had that one moment of magic, and that's really all it took. Um, they did a really good job locking it down in the back. And they got that one goal they needed. And um, it, it was a really workmanlike performance, but I think it's the kind of thing that you want to see from a contending team with the playoffs on the horizon. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, our fans out here at Knollwoods, what do you think? Do you think uh, that was a great victory for Orange County up in Fresno? Was it worth it? Yes? No? Oh, they're, they're, they're too busy stuffing their face with food and drinking their, their drinks over here, right? Three points is three points is what I've heard out there. Dylan, um, let us know. You, you were actually there at the, that, at the stadium. You got to see the, the goal that put us up 1-0 in that match. Uh, what were your thoughts when you saw that happen out there? Well, um, with the angle of the pitch, I, I initially thought that he was offside. And I actually had to rewatch the highlight video f probably five or six times to really see if, if he was off when the ball was played for Manavoldson. And I'm not necessarily sure that he's off um, because he did go off the back of uh, the Fresno center back, um, and it looks like the moment that Enavoldson is playing the ball, that Powder actually um, was was neck and neck, and, and maybe that his right foot was in front um, of the center back, but as to whether or not that you count that as an offside, um, as he was bouncing off the back of the of the other center back. I think Dylan wants to get into this whole USL ref thing. Oh, let's get in uh, it. I, th I think there's some of you even here that probably agree that there's some uh, craziness with the refs. Alicia, um, watching that play from your angle, uh, I don't know if you were watching it live on ESPN Plus or if you watched the highlights, but uh, what, uh, what were your thoughts on that? Do you think that was an offside or, um, or was it a pretty, uh, pretty good play? 
so when I saw uh, live, I thought, oh, that doesn't look quite right. <laughs> but it looked like when he made the run, he kind of did like a, a run around and sort of try to time it right so that the ball would be released before he, go, you know, made the, the spring forward. I mean, based on how we can see the angles from the camera, you know, from the baseball stadium, uh, you know, there may be a little bit of ambiguity in there, but I feel like it probably was a good uh, good non-call. I think he probably was able to stay on side just enough to make that play. Definitely a good call for Orange County, at least. And that's one of those things when you watch these broadcasts on TV, uh, especially for the USL, the camera angles aren't always the greatest. You can't really, uh, you don't have the uh, luxury of MLS or Premier League where they have this perfect camera angle right at the, at the moment of play where you can see the offside. Uh, yeah, and I see some of our fans out here talk about VAR, doing the, the VRA, VAR signal. Definitely not something we're going to see at US, USL, at least uh, at this moment, the way the cameras are set up. But uh, I, that will open up a whole new bucket of thing if, if uh, VAR got open to it. I'm not the hugest fan of it, but... Uh, not like it would make me any happier. I'd, I'd still hate referees. You'd still hate the refs. <laughs> I, I think we would still have our, our let's diss the ref uh, segment each week. Um, when it comes down to it. How many of you think the refs, uh, for our live people, how many of you think the refs are, are like the greatest refs in the USL? We have one so-so and some loud coughing from the, uh, the line to order. And, a, and now a few thumbs downs as well. So Hopefully hopefully we don't get sick uh, someone's coughing around here. Um, no, definitely. Uh, and I think we've addressed it so many times, uh, it's pointless. Alicia, what about you? Um, what are your thoughts? What would you, your grade for USL refing be? The roughing what, in general? In, or in general, in yeah, in general. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious that USL is the circuit where the referees go to get their lumps and see which ones kind of make it through and can move up. And I think that's one of the biggest persistent issues of the league overall. Um, there just aren't enough referees who can keep control over a game, who can you know, make the right calls on a consistent basis. I, I don't I'm not somebody who doesn't um, get really wrapped up in uh, referee calls and this referee's horrible that kind of thing but even so I think there's just too many who are weak and we need to do something about that and hopefully that's something that can be the next um, step that the league introduces to raise the level of the refereeing overall you know in the coming seasons. So there was actually a, um, along those lines, there was a, an article published on uh, Sock Takes today about um, refereeing and, and the assessment of USL refs and that there's apparently eight levels um, in American soccer for referees um, from, from amateur to uh, FIFA level. And grades five and six of that um, are the ones that, that draw for the USL. So, so we get the bottom of the barrel so for, for the most part. we get almost the bottom of the barrel, yeah. Um, who, who gets level eight then? I wonder. Is it like kids. AYSO or or something like that? Better than them. Um. <laughs> so we get just above the the youth level refs when we're when we're talking about that. But you know, we're not here to talk about refs. We could probably do a whole episode if we really want to do that. And uh, we only have Alicia for a short bit of time. So what I want to do quickly before we get on to this big match happening tonight, I want to sort of just uh, give uh, pick a player of the match for the match uh, this past weekend. And we're going to start with our guest, Alicia. Alicia, who would you pick for the player of the match uh, against Fresno? Uh, tough call, but I will go with the goal scorer. Um, 
Noah Powder hadn't scored all season, and then he scored two games in a row, the equalizer last week, and then the winning goal this time around. So, uh, you know, I think he deserves uh, some kudos with so many players who are playing so well. Um, it's nice to see other guys who are emerging like him uh, to, to, you know, come up with big plays late in the season. If I can give it to two, um, I'd say I'd probably give it to our, our center back pairing. Um, Jill Nielsen coming back from what he said was an injury and, and Walker Hume. He's been playing a bit more, but they were they were pretty solid. And in a, in a field that narrow, so much of the, the game was those duels that were coming in. Um, obviously, Powder had the goal that gave us the win. Um, but just that, that play down the middle throughout the night, those 90 minutes, those two were unstoppable. No, definitely. And uh, uh, Alicia picked Noah Powder there, and uh, our, our buddy here, Dylan, at the match, got to talk to him, and uh, here's what uh, he said. Amazing um, team performance from our team. We dug, we dug through it again for second week in a row. We came out with another victory, so it's always nice. Two goals in as many games for you. That's a, you know, as, as a left back. Though you're playing a little bit more forward tonight. How, how do you feel about your night? It's always a great, it's always a dream, a great dream to score a professional goal. Um, to score the winner is even, is even a better feeling, you know, two and two. It's a dream, it's a dream feeling toward heading into the playoffs, so that's all we can ask for. How'd you feel with the team's performance tonight and with yours as well? It looks like you're playing a little bit higher up the pitch. Uh, coach believes in me. He believes that I have a great attacking ability as much as my defense, so sometimes I get the liability and the freedom to go play up there. So obviously I just do what he says and play as well as I can. Got it. You seem like you had a lot of duels over on your side. Uh, how are we managing that? It was difficult, you know, I'm younger, the guys are going to go after me, but as long as you get low, keep a low gravity, and keep your head, you do well. Fair enough, and then on the pitch tonight, how was that? I'm assuming this is probably one of the... It was hard, I mean, there's a lot of uneven levels on the field, and it's the baseball field, but once you focus on the ball and get a touch right, everything will fall into place. Got it. All right, so that was uh, Noah Powder, who scored the game-winning goal, not just in this match, but the previous match, so he's on a pretty good roll for Orange County, uh, and hopefully he can keep things up there. Uh, you know, Alicia and Dylan have sort of stolen the, the three players that I was sort of thinking of, but I guess I'm going to have to just go with who I, I'm, I'm sure Dylan, some of you that listen to the podcast probably know who I would pick here, uh, but I'm going to have to go with Walker Hume for my player of the match. Predictable. <laughs> Predictable, right? Uh, we heard, I heard one person out here laughing, so we have at least one person that listens week in and week out and knows sort of that inside joke there. Uh, every week I'm just looking for Walker Hume out there on the pitch. I don't know why. It just is what it is. But uh, He's big and he's young. <laughs> but and, I, and some other things. <laughs> uh, it's family show, guys. Family show. Uh, no, but uh, so a great, a great performance there for Orange County. Let's get into this um, this upcoming match here because we got a big match tonight. I think the people that are here hanging out with us are are going to be heading out to that match. Uh, Alicia, I'm sure you'll be uh, following that match on ESPN Plus. Alicia, what are your uh, big things or what are your your cute few cute? Po- uh, I can't. I'm getting tongue tied. See, it's this live audience is tricking me out. Alicia, what are your um, give it? Give us a couple key points on what to look for in this match tonight against Real Monarchs. Well, I think the big thing is that the team, um, our Real Monarchs, has come in and looks like their poorest form of the season. They were on a three-game losing streak re- recently, and they've been four games without a win. So they're going to be really hungry for a victory here. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, if they can bounce back or if they're kind of losing steam at this point in the season. Now, all that said, when these teams played earlier this year, it was a really, really, really tight game. So I don't necessarily expect one team to blow the other one away. I think even with uh, Orange County in good form recently and Real Marks uh, struggling, 
I still think that uh, it's going to be a tight game. So, if, if, you know, we've seen in recent weeks, not, you know, super recently, but we've seen in recent weeks that some teams, um, you know, sometimes we look at the paper matchup and it looks like it's going to be an easy win for OCSC, and it doesn't turn out to be the case. Uh, they need to make sure that they're, you know, ready to go and, and focused and, and, you know, putting in a full 90-minute effort in this game. But it definitely looks like the kind of thing that they can pick up three games from or three points from. Um, and you know, Real Monarchs seem to be in a little bit of a vulnerable patch right now. So if they can capitalize on that, uh, you know, they could potentially wrap up first place for the season right here if if all goes well. Yeah. So you're scaring me a little bit there, Alicia, because you're bringing up how uh, Orange County's in a pretty decent run of form. Uh, uh, Real Monarchs are struggling and. Uh, it's one of those things that has worried me, at least throughout the season, is is how Orange County sometimes will play down to the level of their opponents. Uh, we've seen that on a few matches now. Even recently, even though we're in a good run of form, there's a, a few recent matches where Orange County should have come away with a full three points, and unfortunately they didn't. So that's my big scare in this match, especially coming into it, is uh, seeing what, what kind of Orange County team we're going to have. Are we going to have a focused one, or are we going to have one that's... Uh, going to be looking ahead to the next match. What are your thoughts, Dylan? Well, I mean, even more than what Orange County team is going to show up. Uh, the past has really said that when it comes time in a big game that Orange County shows up for that. But it might come really down to what Monarchs team shows up. Um, Chandler Hoffman's one of the most prolific USL strikers of the last few years. He and um, Herzog are, are probably the two best. Um, and he necessarily hasn't had the same kind of year this year than he had last year. And so if he has an off night tonight, I'm not sure how much the Monarchs can, can really move around that, like uh, Orange County's able to move around, maybe not having Seton or Ennevoldson score in a match. Um, what about you fans out here that are here with us at Knollwoods? What are your thoughts? Is this going to be a, a positive night for Orange County, or are we scared? Who's, who's, if, if you think it's going to be a good night for us, so let me hear you make some noise. All right. So for those of you listening live or listening on this recorded podcast, there you heard it. Most of the people here at the stadium are pretty confident on that. Uh, Alicia. Alicia, I know you have uh, some stuff that you need to take care of. So I want to give you one last chance if you want to just share any last little bits of information with our fans. Uh, you know, it, what your, you know, maybe your prediction for tonight's match. Uh, I'll predict a win, but I think it's going to be a, a one goal win. Um, for Orange County. I know that goes against the superstition, but I'm, I'm hoping you guys will hold up that end of the bargain. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll feel confident. I'll stick back out and say it's going to be an Orange County win tonight. But, uh, but yeah, you, you know, you need to balance it out so we have a good juju going into the game. All right, there you heard it. Uh, Orange County fans, uh, our, our, our friend uh, from Angels on Parade, she's predicting a 1-0 victory, it sounds like, for Orange County. So, uh, that is that. Really quick before Dylan and I get to talking a little bit more on this, uh, Alicia, I want to give you just a chance to let all of our listeners know uh, where they can find you, follow you, read your information uh, before you head out. Of course. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Hope everybody has a great time at the game tonight. Uh, you can find uh, my work on Orange County SC at angelsonparade.com. And you can find me personally on Twitter at Soccer Musings. Thanks again for having me on, guys. Thank you, Alicia. All right, so that was Alicia with Angels on Parade. Ladies and gentlemen, give her a round of applause for coming on. She's been a great help. Uh, she's been really great in helping promote our podcast each and every week. Uh, she helps uh, retweet some of our tweets. 
uh, and of course has a lot of great things to say about Orange County each and every week, so she does a great job of covering the team. Uh, make sure you show her site some love uh, and visit them and, and comment on the articles of what your thoughts are. All right, Dylan, let's get a little bit more deeper into this and uh, see, you know, what are your thoughts? Uh, what's, the, what's the biggest concern that you're going to see from Real Monarchs? I think it's going to be Chandler Hoffman um, and, and their attack, really. I think that's what it comes down to and how well we pair up um, our defense with, with that attack and, and how it comes down. We've shown that we have some issues um, on quick breaks, defending those and maybe not... Um, staying on our feet as much as we need to, but moving forward, if we can keep with our men and, and not necessarily hack anyone down needlessly, I think we'll have this game pretty well locked up. All right, so I, I, I've stepped away from the booth here. Actually, I'm going to see uh, if there's anyone that wants to share their thoughts on what's going to happen with this match. Do we have any fans? I know we got Andy right here. I would love for I would Andy love to, to hear what Andy thoughts. has to say. Andy always shares his thoughts on the SoundCloud comments. Hey, you, yeah, you, your, your voice is always heard on SoundCloud. What are your thoughts, Andy? What are your... Uh, uh, do you have any worries, or do you, are you pretty confident heading into the match? Uh, well, I'm not used to this thing. you got to get in there, man. <laughs> um, so my, my concern is, um, you said earlier, there are times when we, uh, we don't come out, um, let's say, full throttle, right? Um, so I have that concern. Uh, Monarchs are in a bit of a slump right now, um, so that's good for us. Uh, they don't normally do very well away. They only average, um, you know, 1.1 1 .1 uh, points a game or something like that. Uh, and I think we're around 1.8 or 1.78, something like that, a little, little closer at home. Uh, we actually, statistically, we're a little bit better away, but it's just a tiny, tiny amount. Um, so we have that going for us. You know, of course, we have home field advantage. They had to travel. Um, so we've got our schedule and all that behind us. Um, you know, so, you know, that said, uh, I think Alicia had a good point where uh, if the Monarchs want to stay near the top of the table, they need to win. And they need to beat teams like us if they want to, uh, you know, not have the repeat of last year where they finish in first and go out in the first round. Um, you know, nobody likes to see that. And you don't want to do that two years in a row. I mean, yeah, they're a two-team, but, you know, they're, they're a pretty well-run organization for a two-team. They're not like some of the others where they're just – you know, maybe an afterthought. You know, the other day I was watching, uh, I was watching the Galaxy Two game, and they uh, ran an ad for the first team during the second team's game. That's bullshit. Oh, sorry, I'm not supposed to talk that way. Nice way to go, Andy. <laughs> you made it so far. Now I have to go. Can I swear again? Earlier? I, th I, th I think we got a, a little word in there, right? Um, but don't worry, I get to go edit things. Those of you that are listening live, we apologize, Andy. Uh, Andy's a Andy's not, a grown man. He is. He's allowed to talk like that, I guess. But uh, Andy, before you do it, you're supposed to say earmuffs. Now we're going to get sued by the movie, uh, the movie industry, right? Great. Most likely. All right. So um, what was I going to see? See, now he, he did that, and it's just like that last time. Now I totally forget what I was going to talk about. I, I have these awesome soccer balls right here. They're like World Cup Kia soccer balls, so they don't look like anything great. But um, for those of you that didn't get a chance to, I went out to the Stinger Cafe at the Spectrum this past week. I forgot, when did they do that? That was last Friday. Friday. The Stinger Salon. So there was two players that were there. Uh, we had Michael Seaton there, and we had uh, Rafa Espinosa. So uh, who knows who Rafa Espinosa is? He's that kid, right? Yes. He's that kid, right? there's yes. a few hands. <laughs> yeah, he's actually still, uh, he's still technically in high school, right? Uh, but they signed him to a, uh, a youth contract or... or Academy forget, contract. Academy contract. So 
He still has the option to go to college if uh, he decides to, but if the team likes what they see from him, they're going to, uh, I guess, keep him. It's, the, it's what's possibly going to happen there. So um, I was there. I got both of their autographs, one on each of these balls, and I brought them specifically so I can give them away to some of our fans here. Now, uh, to do that, I need to figure out who's our like, biggest Orange County soccer club fan here. It's me. <laughs> Dylan. Uh, employees of the one, Orange and Black so... Soccer Cast do not uh, get a chance to, uh, to get any prizes. But is anyone interested in one of these soccer balls with an autograph on it? We got Michael Seaton. We got Rafa Espinosa. Raise your hand if you are. <laughs> and don't matter, it doesn't matter what age you are. Anyone? Anyone? So we got uh, one, two, three. All right. So um, we need you all to stand up really quick. You raise your hand, right? So we got two. We got... No, Andy doesn't want to do it. Anyone else want to try? Anyone else want to try? Over here, over here. All right, so Dylan didn't know I was going to do anything like this, but what we're going to do is we're going to talk to the fans here really quick. I want to hear you just say your best pitch for being the best fan or the biggest fan of Orange County. It could be brief. It could be simple. It could be just uh, cr something crazy, be wild, whatever you want to do. But let's see what we got here. So uh, first we got – oh, we're, no, we got to start here. We got to start here. Uh, so first before we do this, uh, what's your name? Brad Pizak. Brad, Brad, Brad. Everyone give it up for Brad. Brad's uh, willing to make a uh, – Make a fool of himself right here. So for a chance at one of these soccer balls, let's see uh, what, what, what is it that makes you the biggest Orange County fan? Uh, the fact that I love soccer and that Orange County is awesome and that this team, I've been following them since the uh, OC Blues, so for three years now, and uh, it's a great uh, team to watch. All right, there we go. So ladies and gentlemen, there's that one. All right, who's next over here? We got uh, this guy over here. What's your name, man? Uh, Owen Glasso. All right, Owen. What makes you a great OC fan? I'm a great OC fan. I've also been following them since they were the Blues, and after every game I stay for autographs from the players, and I've gotten to know most of them. And after the game, they usually come and say hi, and they'll give me their autograph, and they'll ask me, I'll, I'll tell them good job, and they'll ask me how I did. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe you have a, an orange and black flag that has most of the signatures now as well. So what does he need with, with a little uh, World Cup Kia soccer ball that has the autographs on it, huh? <laughs> Anyone else? Oh, we had right here, right? No? You giving up? Anyone else? Anyone else that wants a chance to win the autograph soccer ball? Soccer balls? All right. Here we go. Here we go. So sh first, share us your name. My name's Jarrett Fenton. All right, Jarrett. And what makes you a big Orange County Soccer Club fan? Uh, so two reasons. I was born and raised here in Irvine. So even this Noel Woods right here, been coming here for Irish nachos for, gosh, I don't even want to say. But I'm a great Orange County soccer fan because I let my seven-year-old boy here hang out in the end line with the uh, county line crew. And he hears, he hears all the language and then brings it home and says it at home. And Thanks, Andy. We're totally Look at fine you. with that. You're so. destroying the future. So, Andy, man, you just, you're just, yeah, I like what you said there, Dylan. All right. So we have three people that were willing to try for these two soccer balls here. So I want to I leave it up to everyone that's here. Who do you think was the biggest uh, fan of Orange County Soccer Club. All right, so we got, I, I, see, I see one of our guys here. Uh, what was your name again, sir? Brad. Brad. Brad's sort of conceding to the two gentlemen over here, right? <laughs> All right, so we're going to do, uh, so I think it was Owen and Jer Jarrett. All right, Owen and Jarrett. So I'm going to give you guys a, a choice. And who, who, who do we think should, we should give the choice to first, Owen or Jarrett? Owen. Oh, look at Owen's so nice he's going to pass it on. To, to, to Jared over here. All right, Jared. Um, so what we have here, just so you know, we have a couple signed soccer balls. Again, we have one Michael Seaton, we have one Rafa Espinoza, and we also have two packs of the training cards that the club has uh, brought out. 
So we're gonna let these guys pick from one of these options here. So we're gonna start off here with Jarrett. Jarrett, which one do you want? Yeah, we're gonna have to go. Um, I like the kid, but we're gonna have to go with Michael Seaton. All right, so he's asking for the Michael Seaton science soccer ball. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right, Owen, what That's about you? Um, do you want the soccer ball, or do you want a full set of the cards? The soccer ball, Rafa Espinosa. Who knows? He may one day become like the next. I don't know who's a great uh, player from Orange County. I don't, I don't know. Do you know Dylan? You don't know any great players from Orange County. No. Good. None. Okay, Alex Morgan. He'll be the next. Rafa Espinosa is going to be the next Alex Morgan per Andy. That was Andy that made that suggestion, folks. All right, I still have these two packs of cards. So uh, let's do this. I'm just going to randomly pick a pack of cards. And you can get some autographs on those, too. And I have one more pack of cards. Anyone want this last pack of cards? <laughs> we should have done this like a bridal party. How about over here? All cards. right, there you go, there you go, there you go. All right, so there's our giveaways for the day. Uh, 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 that's sort of my thanks and Dylan's thanks for you guys coming out and joining us. Uh, I know you guys could be uh, anywhere right now. You guys could actually be at the stadium probably uh, doing some crazy stuff over there. But we appreciate you coming on out here to help us out. Really quick, let's, uh, let's look into this match a little bit more as far as what are our thoughts, predictions, Dylan? What do you think is going to be the outcome of the match? Uh, and then we can get into a little bit of that 538 thing. Oh, well, see, I was going to use the 538 stats. Use it if you have to. Use it. uh, The Monarchs aren't the best attacking team uh, in the USL, and actually amongst teams that are seriously considered playoff contenders, they're they're towards the bottom of that list, Um, actually below Louisville, who have been struggling um, as of late. But, yeah, I'd say it's pretty fair to think that Home field advantage and good form is going to be enough for Orange County to see through. Um, I agree with Alicia. It's, it's probably going to be a one-goal one victory. And um, I'm going to have to say it's probably going to be 2-1 County. 2-1 County. All right, so there you go, Dylan. Dylan or Folks, Dylan thinks 2-1 County. Uh, it's my time to sort of make a redemption from last week. I predicted the draw. We ended up getting the win. I'm going to just go on the winning side of things this one. Um, <laughs> Real Monarchs struggling a little bit. Who knows? I'm maybe putting a hex on it. I'm not going to use that dangerous word that uh, gets me in trouble when I use it. But I think Orange County will be able to come out on top of this. Uh, I just see their run of form that they're on with the way Real Monarchs are playing over their last few matches. Um, I think they're, they're on a little bit of a tailspin, and I think we're going to be able to continue with our home field advantage, uh, be able to get the victory on there. So I'm going to pick Orange County winning 3-1. Uh, did you did you say predict who might score a goal in the match at all, Dylan? I didn't. You didn't. I can tell you who won't score tonight. Who's not going to score? Fortunately, Michael Seaton's not going to score tonight. He's not going to score, and why is that? Michael Seaton will not be playing tonight. Boo, Michael Seaton. <laughs> yeah, we're not you. booing him. We're booing that that shoulder injury of his. We're we're, we're boring uh, these people out here because they didn't even hear what you said. I don't think, or they're too busy eating their Irish nachos uh, that Jarrett was talking about that he's been coming and eating forever. Um, yeah, no, unfortunately, Michael Seaton, yeah, that shoulder uh, injury that he picked up a few matches ago, it's still going to keep him out, it seems like, which is uh, definitely a disappointment. Uh, he's been one of the strong scorers for us, especially on the second half of the season here. So he definitely will be missed. Hopefully we can maybe get a uh, strong return per- performance from Thomas Ennevoldson as far as, not return, but uh, uh, maybe a breakthrough. He's been uh, off the score sheet on the last few matches, so we want to definitely see him get back up there on the score sheet. Uh, and continue his ascent or his attempt at trying to get the golden boot. It's sort of slipping from him right now. Um, 
Who else might score? Let's give a... Uh, I, I want to see a Christian Duke goal. Um, I, I think that would be a good one to see a, a goal from. So that's two of my goals. All right. Fair enough. What about you? You didn't even pick a name yet. You just said Michael Seaton's not playing. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was the easier decision. I'm going to throw one out to um, Giovanni Ramos-Godoy. I think he'll probably be playing in Seaton's absence like he was in Fresno. And uh, local guy and, and graduate at UC Irvine. So zot, zot, zot. Zot, zot, zot. Um, he's got uh, four so far. And uh, I think, given him the start tonight, he'll probably have a, a pretty good chance at, at putting another one in there. But I think Enavoldson is a is a fair assumption as well. Um, he's 16 goals in, in 30 matches, and he's been pretty prolific. Um, and if he's playing up top, then we should expect good things from him as well. All right, so... Um it seems like a clean, a clean sweep from all of us, right? Myself, Dylan, and Alicia all picking Orange County to win. Fans, what do you think? Is Orange County going to win tonight? Oh. We have, like, less people here than we had probably the last time we asked for some crowd uh, noise, and I think it was a little bit louder that time. So great job, you guys. Awesome job. Um, now let's just sort of get into some random things. That, for those of you that follow our podcast, you know usually for the last about 15 minutes of each episode, we just get into some random things to talk about. Sometimes it's soccer-related. Sometimes we find out which movies have made Dylan cry. Um, and you. You also cry. Me also. Does anyone, does any, did anyone listen? Does anyone listen to the podcast? What movie makes me cry? Ooh, I should have used that I as I should have used I that to give remember. away one of these prizes to see who's listening. Ding 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 ding, we got a winner right there, my girl. Dylan, do you remember why my girl made me cry? Something about young heartbreak or something? I don't remember. <laughs> young, young heartbreak. Yeah, that those of you that don't know now you know uh, Dylan's uh, a little bit young. He probably I don't even know if he was born when my girl came out. Probably not, right? Probably not. Cuz when did my girl oh, come okay. out like 89? 90 yeah, or something like that? 1991. He was definitely not alive then. <laughs> yeah, he, gets, he goes to try and find, I think it was like a ring that was the girl's mom's ring. And a mood ring, yes, a mood ring. That, uh, that Veda Sultanfuss or something like that. I forget her name is. She lost it in the forest. The guy goes out there, kicks the beehive. I got to wonder though, like if you know you're allergic to bees, why would you go kick a beehive? Because you're a stupid kid. All right. <laughs> See, this is <laughs> well. This is the funny thing, right? So we we talk about how kids nowadays they like to eat Tide Pods or something like that. What's wrong with America? But you have a kid back in 1991 who's allergic to everything because they make that clear in the movie, and he still goes and kicks a beehive. So, so there's a little bit less in history of what we talk about sometimes our episodes. But we got to get into a few things. Um, first, what we want to talk about. Let's bring back those stats from what 35, 8, 6, 9, 2, whatever that is. 38. There you go, 538. Uh, <laughs> they've got their latest predictions. They update it all the time, and they've, uh, they're predicting Orange County has a 12% chance of winning the, the USL Cup. Of everything. And winning that's everything. Up from last week. That was it. I think 10% was its lowest. So we've gone a little so bit. So we've up. gone up. Yeah. Woohoo. That, that match against Fresno <laughs> and, and that fight back against Oklahoma definitely suggest that that's possible. And we have a 25% of, uh, percent chance of even making the final, which is pretty cool. Um, unfortunately, you know, the team that's ahead of us on there, there's two of them, Phoenix and Cincinnati. If we make the final, most likely Cincinnati's who we're facing. It's like a 40, almost, what, 42% chance of making it. So that would be fun. Yeah. Dylan, Dylan wants to head out to Cincinnati. I'm going to, I want to head out to wherever the final is if we make it. Who's going to go to the on. final in Cincinnati if that's where we, we go play? Oh, yeah. All right, we got a few of you. If you guys can afford it, I, I definitely would appreciate a ticket. 
um, you know, those uh, friend, friends and family fairs or, you know, something like that, get an Alaska Airlines credit card. You can get a companion ticket for $100, you know, by all means. Donate it to me. Oh, really? So, so, so Blaine is forcing County Line Coalition to go. Woohoo. I mean, I don't know so, how much forcing really needs to be done. You got the little honorary member over here that hangs out with you guys, so I guess he's going to have to go to Cincinnati. And Dad's coming <laughs> with. <laughs> Put him in the luggage. That is awesome. He can just sit on the lap. It's fine. They just call, who is it just called Dylan Dad of the Year, and then now we got a, a dad over here talking about throw the kid in the luggage. He can get that way. <laughs> Take that, Andy. Woohoo! Um, but yeah, so uh, I mean, like Dylan said, our odds have gone up, which is awesome. Better chance of us possibly making it into the finals. Uh, I'd be stoked if we could do that because then maybe we can say it's all because of the podcast. We start a podcast this year and we make it to the finals. Maybe it's all because of Walker Hume. Walker Hume too. Yes, Walker Hume just makes everything happen. Uh, USL Team of the Week, by the way, Walker Hume. So that's pretty amazing. <laughs> um, really quick. Other thing that we want to talk about here is Dylan recently, um, if you didn't know, we have our Twitter account. Dylan and I both go on there from time to time. Um, Dylan will tweet some stuff. I will tweet some stuff. And Dylan had a, a question on Twitter. He actually put a poll up on Twitter. Does anyone follow us on Twitter and know what the poll was that Dylan wanted to find out? Ooh. See, look, I'm testing you guys. I want to know I who actually follows easier. us, right? So, <laughs> how many people know what Twitter is? <laughs> So Dylan went on to Twitter, and he was wanting to ask everyone's opinion on what name he should get on his next Orange County jersey. Well, first, Orange County jersey. I don't have one. Oh, first? Yeah, I just have what a What kind of shirt. fan do you call yourself, man? A poor fan? A poor fan. <laughs> a college a fan, student? A fan that's in college, yes. So he, he, <laughs> he threw out the question. We actually had some responses from some of the players. Michael Seaton was the first one to jump on there. Uh, he basically said, yeah, obviously, you have to get number nine, right? Um, I went then on and asked the question to the other players that at least have Twitter, uh, what their thoughts were. And I guess the response made in Quinn was pretty cool. Did you see that one? Yes. The, that anyone but Chaplo because his head's already big enough. Anyone but Chaplo because he already has a big enough head. <laughs> you got to love the players that it can just be friendly like that, banter back and forth. But ultimately, do you, do you, did you check the final results, Dylan? Did you check who won? I did. I believe it was 56% for Michael Seaton. So that'll be the one. 56% from Michael Seaton. So I spoke to Michael Seaton uh, shortly after all that happened. He didn't quite understand what I was asking at first, but I think uh, I sort of just threw it at him like randomly right away so he wasn't ready for it. But he did get the hang of it, and uh, we can maybe see what his response was. Let me see if I can get that going. All right, so this is Ray Samora, Orange and Black Soccer Guest. I'm here with Michael Seaton. Michael, uh, I know you saw on Twitter recently uh, our host, co-host Dylan was asking uh, about what jersey he should get. And I know you were uh, a little bit vocal on what you thought he should get. Did you get to see the results of how that ended? So for Dylan, my co-host, he, he asked which jersey should he get or what name he should get on the jersey. Yeah. And I think you uh, got on there and you said number nine for sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. So did you see what he, what, what the, which one got the most votes? No, I didn't. It was yours. What do you think of it? Does he got to get it now? Now that, now that the, 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 the poll's official. Does he have to get a Michael Seaton jersey? You definitely have to get it. You're definitely have to get it. You're not one. You gotta get that jersey. Gotta get that jersey, right? We'll we'll make sure he gets that on there. Um, what you know, you, uh, you we've talked about it before. You got off to a little bit of a slower start in the season as you were working your way into this team. Uh, you got in a role. Now you're one of the top goal scorers in, in the USL. How's uh, how does that feel to just sort of all that hard work paying off at this point? Nah, it feels good, definitely, especially uh, off the field. I, like I had to look at that with myself. Like you said, it started off slow, but I think that's normal though, and that's a trend for me. With every team that I've been on, I've started off slow and ended up being like top goal scorer. You know what I mean? So 
I think for that is just being humble, evaluating myself, telling myself I need to work hard. And like I said, it paid off, and I'm grateful for that. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, my teammates help with all that and coaching staff. Well, that's good to hear. You got some fans that want some autographs here, so you got to get those, right? All right, so that was actually at the uh, Stinger Cafe, the Stinger Kia Cafe or Salon or whatever it's called, right? I got to get it right. They're going to get me. They're going to get mad at me. Right, Kia. Um, but yeah, I was out there talking with uh, with um, Michael Seaton and Rafa Godoy there, and uh, it was a pretty uh, it was a pretty cool experience. They had some fans there that came out. What, what are you laughing at? Rafa Godoy. Did I say Rafa Godoy? Yes, you did. Well, why don't you correct me? Let me just keep going with a little smirk on your mouth. Because it's funnier. Rafa Espinosa. Rafa Espinosa. So um, yeah, Michael Seaton said you have to get that Michael Seaton jersey. So I will. All right, so we got to see it. Um, when are we going to see it? Oh, man. Hopefully. Um, Have you ordered it yet? I haven't. Well, what's wrong, man? My financial aid <laughs> hasn't showed up yet. Um, once, uh, I'll definitely have it by the, the Seattle match and in time for the playoffs. So by the time he's back on the pitch, I should have it. Awesome, awesome. Or you just give me one of his game-worn ones. I don't mind. That'd be awesome. Hey, hey uh, Mr. Seaton, Dylan, Dylan, Mr. Seaton, you know, he can use your jersey. All right, cool. So I know um, we got to get uh, get you guys some time to head on out to the. Oh. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Take your money. Take back. your money back, man. Money back. We just had we just had one of our fans or one of our fans, one of the Orange County fans, come up and uh, help donate to Dylan's jersey, and Dylan's turning all red now. This isn't a thing that needs to happen. <laughs> oh, by the way, I I almost forgot about this. So. Um, Want to just let everyone know that uh, we definitely uh, Orange County, the club, the fans, us. We definitely like to see more season ticket holders at the stadium or more fans at the stadium. So feel free, uh, if you are interested in joining the Orange County Soccer Club family by reserving some season tickets for next season, feel free to do so. You can go and call them at 949-647-GOAL, or you can email them tickets at orangecountysoccer.com. They have so many benefits. Uh, One of those benefits is you do get preferred access and pricing to the playoffs. So uh, if you're not yet a season ticket holder, uh, check it out. Go get some season tickets. Uh, contact the club. I think a lot of the people that are here are season ticket holders, or they're at least head to a lot of the matches. So uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and for those of you that are like me and have tuition and textbooks to buy, or for those of you that have kids, you can place your deposits for uh, for fifty bucks, and and that's a pretty good portion by the time that the the pricing gets done with it. And and if anything, if next season's anything like this season, that's, that's a lot of a uh, lot of return on investment there. All right, so uh, it's time for us to slowly wrap things up. So what we typically do, for those of you that especially listen to us, is we just do some brief random talk. Oh, we got Andy here, so I, I, I don't even want to talk about it anyway. So I don't, I, Andy, you don't have to worry about it because I'm a little mad about no that team. No eyes needed. Yes. Uh, Dylan, what is your random idea, thought, thing that you want to share with our listeners? I don't know if you can put me on the spot like that. I, I don't know what to, to say. What do you mean put you on the spot? We do it every single episode. Well, normally it's some some question that's kind of stupid, like, what movie makes you cry? Okay, what movie makes you, I don't know. I don't know. So you don't have nothing to share? No I, I don't think I have anything no, to okay. share. Okay, so I am going to say it, Andy. I'm sorry. If you want to step out of the building or you want to do earmuffs for a second, uh, I had a bad soccer week, not because of Orange County. Orange County actually uh, uh, was the positive side, but for those of you who listen to know, I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan. Uh, Boo, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, but uh, we ended up losing to Liverpool, and then we ended up losing somehow in the Champions League, and I had to pay $2.99 to watch that match because of darn Turner Sports money greediness. Uh, they, uh, they're making you pay to watch Champions League, which Fox didn't make us do so much, so. 
Dylan's you, looking all confused. You pay money for European streams? No, I pay for the American stream of it. It's a European That's match. That's even worse. That is even worse. So for those that don't know, Fox Sports <laughs> used to have the rights last season or last Champions League, and they pretty much showed everything either on one of the main Fox channels, sports channels, go, uh, Fox Sports Go. Uh, Turner brought the rights to it, and they show basically two matches Tuesday and two matches Wednesday. Everything else, you have to be on a stream, and you have to pay for the stream. Uh, it's like two ninety nine a match or $10 a month or 80 bucks for the whole Champions uh, League. So, yeah, that's it. That's my uh, gripe. Luckily, with USL, we only pay like 5 bucks a month to be able to watch ESPN+, Plus, but we also get a bunch of other great stuff on that, $5 a month, so, eh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to talk about Champions League earlier today, I didn't watch the full match, but uh, Ronaldo's red card versus Valencia was interesting. Ronaldo with a red card. That was a pretty uh, interesting thing. And, and it really, USL refs aren't the best, but maybe... Um, that seemed a little bit uh, of a quick red card. Yes, and, and by one of the goal line technician boys with the wand. All right. I think it's time to wrap things up, right? Yeah. I think we've done well here. <laughs> I think we got everyone. And our fans want to head out to the stadium to take part in all the fun stuff going on over at the stadium. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to wrap things up there. Uh, I want to thank everyone that first, everyone that came out. I know some of you had to head, already, uh, head out already, maybe heading out to the stadium or whatnot. For those of you that hung out with us here till the end, thanks for hanging out with us and uh, taking part of our first ever live recording of our podcast. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, you know, we try to do this each and every week. We just thought with the way the match lined up, this would be a great opportunity to try this out. It's something we've wanted to try for a little while now. So uh, hopefully it worked out. We've got some of these bugs worked out and we'll be able to do this again in the future and it won't take me uh, uh, almost an hour to set up stuff. But uh, And uh, so with that said, I want to thank everyone for coming out, for our listeners that have uh, been listening since the early days. Thanks for downloading and, and streaming the podcast each and every week. Uh, for those new listeners, feel free to jump back onto some previous, um, some previous uh, episodes. episodes on our website. Dylan's showing me something, so I'm getting a little bit thrown off. I can't read and talk at the same time. Um, my wife says it's because I'm a guy. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but uh, you know what it is. I'll so, read it for him. Okay, Dylan, read it. Orange County only needs two points to clinch the playoffs. So that could be tonight. Two points tonight, or can they make something if another team drops points, or... I Who think knows? if they want to clinch this week, it's got to be tonight. All right. Obviously, it's got to be tonight. But So there you heard it, folks. So a win tonight, and we clinch playoffs, which would be awesome, right? And then you can start uh, looking to purchase your playoff tickets. I mean, there. Uh, for, with that said, for Dylan, for myself, for all of us here at Knollwoods, Knollwoods, thanks for having us out here. Uh, well, thank you for listening. And uh, this is Ray for the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. And I think we are done with that. Thank you to uh, Joe Amico and um, yes. Noah Powder for listening. Yes, we, we just found out we were on SoundCloud. Uh, Andy is in the same company with Joe Amico and Noah Powder as our top three listeners over this past week on SoundCloud. So uh, we appreciate it. It's uh, definitely, a, it's definitely a, big, uh, a big thing for us. So, okay, let's try this one more time <laughs> for Dylan, for the fans here and uh, whatnot. I'm Ray. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. And we are out.
podcasts are a great way for your business to advertise to target audiences. And the Orange and Black Soccer Cast is looking for advertisers like you. If you're interested in advertising your business on our podcast, please email us at info at orangeandblacksoccercast.com. The Orange and Black Soccer Cast has joined forces with many other soccer podcasts, many of them focusing on the USL. We're now part of the Beautiful Game Network, bgn.fm.